What is good, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I am one half of your host, Sherm. Got my boy and partner in crime, Old Bed. What's going on with you, homie? How's everything? Doing well, doing well. Another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Almost Friday for the peoples. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ready, getting ready for that weekend. Getting in, starting to get into the holiday spirit, right? The holiday season. Can't <laughs> yeah. wait. Yes, sir. I'm to get my tree. I don't get the tree too early. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that you have to. You shouldn't have as many days of fun and merriment as possible, but right. You know, I like to think a solid two weeks of Christmas is good enough. That yo, know, that is fair, man. I'm telling you, I think we spoke about this before, but people are in this country, you know, they're obsessed with Christmas. It's the, the day after Halloween, they got Christmas music playing and stuff right. like that. They don't even wait for Thanksgiving, you know. Already had trees in Costco on a, a Halloween weekend, like come on, you know. But some people put it up right after Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, I don't mind. I think a two good solid two weeks, which is coming up here soon, uh, is not bad enough time to prepare and decorate for Christmas. So I don't think that's that's uh, that's that's wrong at all. That's I think that's pretty fair. Yep, definitely get into the holiday spirit. Um, joining us this week is our professional sports fan and guest, Chris, out in Philadelphia. Um, good to have you on, Chris. Once again, how goes it, man? Everything is well, gentlemen. I appreciate the opportunity to be back. Uh, looking forward to mopping the floor with you both, as I always do on these debates. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, coming from the self-proclaimed professional sports fan, that doesn't really say so much. So yeah, but let's get into it, uh, guys. First up, before we get in, we've got a lot on the, on the agenda today, a lot of NFL, even some college football, even some baseball we can touch on, but um, I don't know if either of you guys saw these comments by UFC president Dana White um, the other day that he was talking about different things and somebody mentioned uh, soccer and he said that soccer was quote, is the least talented sport on earth, claiming that even three-year-olds play soccer. Um, I just thought it was kind of laughable. I think his comparison is kind of a little off because you can say, all right, three-year-olds run around. Does that mean they can run track? No, there's a three-year-old's fight. Babies fight. Does that mean they can fight in UFC? No. So I think his comparison was a little off. I get what he was trying to do, but I think don't think the comparison was spot on. Um, no, I don't think soccer is the most least, least talented sport. I get it. All you're doing is you're just kicking a ball into a goal. I get that. Some people might say, oh, it's boring. You know, you don't really score ends and ties, things like that. Okay, but um, – you know, baseball can be a, a one zero game too. you know, um, you know, things like, but you know, these have, you have to be obviously athletic and in shape with soccer because you're running nonstop, nonstop. Your stamina must be, on high, you know, on, on, on high. Yep. Great. Chris. I mean, and I'll, I'll, I'll actually, Chris, before I go to, I want to go to actually to the, to the soccer fan, international football fan, uh, uh, Obed, what is your take on it? And what do you think may be the least, most least talented sport? Is a New England dude making an idiot comment like, you know, it's it's as American as apple pie. Um, dude is a clown, Dana White, but we're not, you know, we, we everybody knows that. And probably saying it in jest just to rile people up because the World Cup is going on right now. Probably upset that America lost uh, their game against the Netherlands, which they should have totally won. I blame Weston McKinney for that. But um, I'd say there's a lot of parallels between the game of hockey and the game of, of international rules football, right? Like they could both end in tie. They would then go to a shootout. You know, there's constant movement, but you know, a really good hockey game is only going to end with like four or five goals, right? Like the games where it's like 10 to nine, that, that used to never happen. Right. And if that happens in international rules football, then the game truly does is going to take a, a downhill. But um, I disagree. I think there's some of the, 
the most athletic people that are playing their sport because it involves running all the time. Um, now, man, if I had to pick a least talented sport, gosh, I don't know, because then that's just the disrespect of that, that somebody doesn't train and practice and try to be the best Mm -hmm. that they can be like, even, you know, Olympic power walkers, right. I have to give them their shine, right. I can't, I can't (laughs) get on them, you know? Um, gosh, man. Shape. I wonder, I wonder, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, competitive what, what, Rubik's what? cube people, like the people who like play games, yeah. but maybe that's not like a real sport. Mm, okay. Or, or what's the one where they, uh, they, the, they stack the cones up? Right? Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I think there are definitely sports that are contain least, least down, well, less talent than soccer. So I think Danny White was definitely a little, out of line uh chris yeah. quickly what what's your what's your take on his comments and what you may think is the least talented sport in the country or in the world so really quick uh dana white uh obed i'm sorry i hate to dis- uh disagree with you because i love you you're my boy um dana white is probably one of the smartest businessmen in sports um he has grown a sport that was literally nothing that was guys you know, fighting in literally jeans and torn up shirts to one of the biggest sports in the world. He's a great promoter. He's a very smart man. I agree with you, though, in this point that he made a bad decision on what he said here. Um, in regards to the, the, the worst sport, Sherman, let me ask you this. Well, well, remember, he didn't say worst, but he said least talented. Remember that. Least talented. Sherman, give yeah. me, um, Sherman, just for you, three adjectives that describe a sport. Go. Athleticism. Okay. Um, IQ. Got it. Say. Um, and hmm, put me on the spot here. And I'm not sure. I don't want to say talent, but uh, dedication. Maybe? I'm not sure. Okay. You just described the World Series of Poker. You just described darts. You just described cornhole. We had this exact debate in a sports class at Penn State that we had. Everything you just said literally described those three sports, quote unquote, I just said. But. Uh, uh, she, uh, no, 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 do, no, do you need no. athleticism to play poker? Absolutely. No. Athleticism. Absolutely. I think yes. athleticism means agility, uh, speed, exactly. Uh, That's stamp, your definition. Stamp, stamina. That's your definition. It could be That's different. The, the point I'm trying to make here is with you said, what is the least talented? I would say of all things, if I'm going to talk about a sport, I would say the least talented would be poker. And I love poker. I play poker. It takes a lot of, you know, mental toughness uh actual physical fortitude uh because you have to sit there for days sometimes weeks at a time in the world series of poker um it is a lot going on but it's not a talented sport it's more of a mental and that's only so i would say my le- my most least talented sport would be poker definitely or, not soccer. Or, are you saying <laughs> or, or do you mean like card games things like that where professional card players things like that that's that's still a sport technically yeah. it's on no no, no i'm just i don't know if you're just sport. focusing on sport yeah. on poker it could be like blackjack yeah. or something like that you know yeah no yeah it, no it i get like and, I, and i don't think there's any sort of athleticism that there's nothing to me that's 100 there's nothing like athletic about it at all can, but, can i ask but, do we do we find the ability to control one's heart rate to be something that is about muscle memory and bodily control because for me a sport involves bodily control right technically um, you could right could you, you not like yeah, you see you see you've got b- bullets right you got bullets and you see the flop and you've got an ace right like your heart yep. rate's going to move what are you going to do to make sure you don't tip off to the table that you've got exactly. a good hand right so you know 
I don't want to downplay what that is because like you said, those people sit there for hours. It is a, a test of wills against yourself. Right. So no, that, you know, that's, I, that's fair. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that. But I, I'm thinking more of something where you're actually physically active. You're moving around. You're, right. And right. maybe people want to say maybe perhaps NASCAR because all you're doing is just sitting in a car and driving. <laughs> you know what I mean? per hour? No, I think it's, <laughs> is it, is it easy to do? No. Just like, just like yeah. people can say the thing about golf. Like, oh, it's boring, isn't that? Yeah. Is it easy to hit a golf ball? It's a hugely ball? athletic no. sport. It's no, a hugely yeah. athletic sport. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not easy to do, but if you're thinking of, you know, the major, not even just the format, obviously but you think- I've never withstood G-forces in a car before. I'll say right. that. The, the only reason I was saying about the, 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 the cards though, is technically like how many new like World Series of Poker Champions do you have? Every single year, it's someone new. So I don't necessarily think it's like a talent perspective. There's a lot of there, luck involved. There's, there's a lot, a lot of luck, luck and there's a lot of different right, factors, right. but I still consider poker to be a sport. So when this well, question is, card game, right. card game. So what is the least talented? I yeah. would say, in my opinion, would be a card game. So, okay, you know, yeah, I, I respect that. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I respect it too. I, I just honestly didn't think about it like that. You know, I was thinking more of something along, you know, well, obviously with you know, baseball, basketball, football, you know, volleyball, right, right. tennis, so golf, and, you know, swimming, swimming yeah, things like or, that. You or, know, obviously, yep. you know, I was thinking more along those lines. Um, uh, but you know, I, I get it. I get it for sure. Yeah, like I said, he was definitely I think Dana White was hundred percent wrong. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, Chris, I'll back you one hundred percent as far as being a businessman. You know, it's almost like Diddy. People hate Diddy, sure. but well, he's one of the best, smartest <laughs> businessmen and in, in you know, smartest people in the business. You know what I mean? I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys, I disagree. I think what you're alluding to is that those guys conned a bunch of people into taking part in their their business, which robbed them. They both have had allegations of withholding funds and withholding paydays from people. People who have helped build their businesses right so if you're talking about wage theft fine fair you know they conned a bunch of people into doing yeah. a bunch of work for them more than they, listen i've been watching fighting since it was k1 right since it was mm -hmm. you know grainy stuff on tv out and out in uh, thailand right so yeah, just because Indians, he yeah. just because he yeah. americanized it for people is fine oh. i've been i've lived around the world they've had fighting like this everywhere right yeah. but he just made it in a comp uh something to deliver to americans that they finally absorbed it right like but he also I'll, gives the fights that people want though that's the difference between no, him that's and, like, that's i disagree because some of these fights we don't even want or need some of these fights are just mm -hmm. trash and then we were concerned about what the actual like I don't really want to see some of these guys who are retreaded, who have taken so many hits to the head, they can barely get through a promo, right? Like, but again, it, it's more it's more exciting than uh than boxing. Like blood sport has taken over. But I never spoke to his ability to be a businessman. I said he was an idiot. You can be an idiot and still make a bunch of money. We're we you know like, I'll, I'll I will <laughs> say that he does need to pay his fighters more. They do need to get paid more. I will say that. That's you know, point. guys would be willing to go take a flop to one of the Paul brothers over fighting for Dana White. What does that tell you? I'll do that. You want to put me in? Put me in. Put me in, coach. Yeah, because you know you're going to get paid more. That's that's why. I'm right exactly what Obed said. Yeah, that's why I agree with Obed on that point. Yeah, he does need to pay his fighters more. They 100 But let's move. Let's move it along, guys. Let, quickly before we get to college football, I want to talk about baseball. There's a lot of moving parts in baseball going on right now with free agency. People are signing different contracts, and um, to me, one of the biggest downfalls of th thus far was losing the Mets losing Jacob deGrom to the Rangers on a five-year $185 million deal okay they went and got just Justin Verlander on a 
oh no, who's a 39 years old signing into a two-year $86 million deal, which I thought was ridiculous Ooh. for a 39-year-old. He but, just won a Cy Young. Sure, come on. Come I on, know, but on. he's still 39, though. He's, does he have it in, in the tank for another two years yeah, at that salary? Listen, he, still has Cape, he has Cape Upton. It's it's fine. He'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's his superpower, being married to Cape Upton. Is that it? Hold exactly. Hold okay. Hold okay. That's that why Brady sense. was good. That that makes sense. Um, and maybe that's why Brady. maybe that's why Brady's not good anymore because he's not. Too soon. Too, too waka, soon. Waka too waka. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, the biggest deal of them all was um, reigning AL MVP outfielder Aaron Judge staying with the New York Yankees on a nine-year, three hundred and sixty million dollar deal. Um, this is the what the third biggest contract in MLB history, only behind Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. What do you guys think? Uh, Chris, I'll go to you first. What do you guys think of all this money being thrown around in the MLB? He's always had these long-term contracts, but I think it has to do with kind of revenue sharing in the MLBPA. Um, what's your take on the, these big, massive deals and those money these players are getting, more so even the Aaron, Aaron Judge deal? I mean, at the end of the day, Sherm, I mean, it, it, it's – Listen, this is all arbitrary. I mean, we all know they don't even get 50% of that. Taxes take out, agents take out. So you throw a $400 million contract out there. At the end of the day, the, the, the player actually gets probably maybe one one fifty. which don't get me wrong. That's great payday. Um, but, you know, and then things can happen with the way the, the, the contracts are negotiated and things of that nature that, you know, they can be released and not be guaranteed of that. I mean, actually, I know, Sherman, sure, we were talking about earlier, like Trey Turner, he signed with the Phillies. Um, you know, it, it, it's in the contract he got, it just, at the end of the day, guys, it's, you, it's a necessity. It's a needs to an end. You have to get that contract signed. It looks on paper on ESPN a lot better than what it is, but at the end of the day, it's really not as good as it seems. And it really doesn't hamper the teams as much as you might think it at the end of the day, guys, we signed all these guys, you know, Aaron judge, uh, Mike trout, uh, Otani, all these guys. But at the end of the day, the only position that matters is pitchers. So I actually applaud the Mets for going and getting a 39-year-old Jason Verlander because at the end of the day, that's the guy that's probably going to put you over the edge. As we saw in the World Series with the Phillies, I'm here in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia had plenty of firepower, but what stopped them from winning the World Series? The Astros pitching. Mm -hmm. So that's all I got to say. No, I, and I get it, and I'll agree with you. It all starts with pitching in any baseball team because here's the thing: if you can't win, you know what I mean. You can't win if you're giving up, you know, 15 runs a game. You know, I get it, you know, but because here's the thing: pitchers are more valuable than anything because, as even if as an outfit, you could be staying there as an outfit like the entire game doing absolutely nothing. But if your pitcher gives up five home runs, you're gonna lose. You know, you're losing every time. You know, you you can make no errors or anything like that. You know. It's it, it all starts with pitching. I you know I, I agree with you, uh, Chris. Obed, any um, any last words here before we move on to college football about just the massive deals that've been kind of going around. Um, uh, Chris Rock once said that Shaq is rich. The guy who signs Shaq's checks are wealthy. It, so it wealthy, know, great, you great, know, you can, great, great stand up. The, the great, media, great the media will continue to try to make it seem like these people are overpaid babies, but somebody paid them that money. Who's probably turning around when you, I, okay, boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time, right? They're making 10 times, whatever they bring. So they're going to pay him $300 million, which I, and I thought MLB contracts were guaranteed, but the, you know, I don't know how, how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'm sure they'll talk about the annual uh, value, the annual actual value of it. Um, yeah. But mm. you know, it's, 
again, you want to have good pitching. You want to be able to get yourself over the top, pay the big dollars on that. But again, you know, I just don't know where baseball gets this money from, to be quite honest with you. There's no salary cap, though, in baseball. That's the biggest thing. Who's going to a game at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon? Who's going to a game at a 1 o'clock Thursday start, 1 o'clock Wednesday start? Mm -hmm. When? In the the Midwest, right, where most people work, you know, regular 9 to 5s that don't come home until 7 o'clock? Who's watching these games, right? I mean, this is true. I mean, they probably bring in the least, you know, although they have more games than anyone. They play 162 games, so 81, you know, 81 of them are at home for each team. So How, How many sellouts? What's the max attendance of a lot of these games, right? It's crazy to me, but if they're getting paid that much, that means somebody else is making more. It just is what it is. It's until they start backing up this money and guys don't perform much like the, like a Russell Wilson situation that they're going to have to go back and be like, okay, we got to be a little, little more concerned about how many people we give guaranteed contracts to because yeah. of the, the product they're producing at their, for their age. True. Good, True. Point. Uh, Good point. Yep. Let's get into some college football before we get into the games and the uh, CFP. Let's talk about Deion Sanders. He's leaving Jackson state and going over to the university of Colorado to become their head coach. I think they actually just recently got the defensive coordinator uh, from Alabama if I'm not mistaken, um, what's your take, Obed, on Dion going over to 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 Colorado here? Um, I mean, the natural progression. You know, they were never going to make enough noise. He was never going to make enough noise in the SWAC to get his team into the college football playoffs. Uh, he needs to make a as much noise to get his. I mean, he had like the number one recruit, if I'm not mistaken, commit to to going to uh, Jackson State where he was until he left to come to Colorado, and that guy's going to leave with him, right? So, okay, great, fine, perfect, awesome. Um, I'm sh- I'm shocked he hasn't gone somewhere even bigger than that. But if if I'd respect what Dion's doing, um, I feel like I can understand why people are upset with him. Somebody defaced one of his murals that was out there um, on campus. Uh, I get it, right? Like, well, you know, you don't he needs to know that you cannot play the game the same way it has been played before. Like if you're going to come here and be a LeBron and Hey, I love you for now. I'm not going to might not be here in three years kind of situation. Fine. Don't come here and tell people that you were sent by God, like a politician trying to drum up support and get people on your side. Well, I don't know if I'm first Baptist, I might be Southern Baptist right here, you know, Um, for those people who get the blue chips reference, uh, you know, he, he's trying to build a powerhouse, but he's definitely looking out for himself in this. And that's good. He's, this is in his first mm-hmm. jump. And it's not going to be his last jump um, before we see him. I think, I think he's doing it the smart way though. He's building whatever Dion is going to have mm-hmm. as a, a team building organization. Uh, and I could see him bouncing around doing a lot better than some of the retreads that we're going to talk about soon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I get it. I'm kind of surprised he didn't, you know, what kind of wait around for maybe a, more high profile job, Chris. I mean, Colorado, they went one and 11 this year. They haven't been good in a long time. Um, but what's your take on him going over to, to Colorado? I mean, Jackson State's basically a D1 AA program, guys. Let's be honest. I mean, I mean, let's put it this way. He, he took a position that he wasn't qualified for, and we've seen that a lot recently, right, with uh, the Indianapolis Colts position. <laughs> I will not talk about that. I digress. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, so he took a position he wasn't even qualified for. He'd never even been, like, a high school coach, a middle school coach. I mean, maybe his kids, like, you know, gave him a little pep talk, slap on the butt at the end of the day. And But he turned that program around. He went, I think it was, like, 7-1 to one, uh, or 8-1 to one maybe. It was win-to-loss ratio in just over three years or two and a half, three years. Right. Um, I think this was the perfect move for him because um, – Look at what – so Colorado, guys, we forget. I mean, it seems like not that long ago. I mean, Sherman 
we're Penn Staters. I mean, we know this. Penn State hasn't won a national championship since 1986. Um, Colorado won one in 1990, guys. We're kind of forgetting that they actually used to be a legitimate quote unquote powerhouse. Um, yeah, I mean, that's legit- going back to like when C- Cordell Stewart was there and stuff. Okay, you know? yes. I'm trying to make a point though. We still look at Penn State like they're a, like a per- perennial, like, you know, actual legitimate good college football program, which they are. But Colorado, like you said, they had one win last year, but they guys. 30 years ago, they won a national championship. So I think he did the exact, he's doing exactly what he did at Jackson State in now the high profile college schools. He's going to take a Colorado team, like Obed said, you know, he's going to get the number one recruit, hopefully, over there. And the transfer portal, don't even get me started on how atrocious this thing is. But you know what? Pandora's box is opened. It is what it is. And look like like Lincoln Riley and USC. We're going to talk about that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, it is what it is. The, the the players are going to follow the coach, and he's prime time, guys. He is prime time. He is one of the top 25 players, in my opinion, of all time in the NFL. He is going to get that program turned around like that. Like he is going to get them into a top 10 to 15 college football playoff because we're going to expand to 12 teams here in two years. He is going to get them in that talk. And guess what? Once he gets that. Guess who's going to be retiring in a couple of years, boys? Mr. Nick Saban going to be moving on. I'm not you, saying. You think but one I'm day, you think so? You think one day Dion can end up in a school like Alabama? Absolutely. He is going to end up at a very high-profile job, whether it's uh, an Ohio State, an Alabama, a USC, uh, Georgia. He is going to end up at a very high-profile. Yeah, I think no. So. I, yeah, if he can turn around this Colorado University team, yeah, absolutely. This is a team who hasn't been over five hundred since two thousand sixteen. Chris, you got yeah. to remember that though. No, so I yes, can he attra- can he attract high profile athletes? Sure, because it could just him being the fact that he is prime time, like you said. Of course, you know what I mean. He's one of like you, yeah, he is one of the greatest football players of all time. Arguably one of the, the best defensive player of all the uh, defensive de- uh, back of all time. Excuse me, but um. Yeah, I mean, I was a little shocked they didn't get a more high-profile job, you know, being that in Colorado. Like, how many kids are really going to want to go with you? They have offers to schools like Alabama or Florida, or USC, or Texas, and they, and they have Colorado. I was like, do we do we want to go to Colorado? Well, sure. The, no, the you know number one I mean? overall, the no, number one overall high school prospect committed to Jackson State, right? Mm-hmm. The number one overall prospect committed to Jackson State. I, what else do you need me to say there? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Like, that kid could have gone to alabama that kid could have gone to ohio state that kid could have gone to clemson he could have gone wherever he wanted to he said i'm gonna go with Dion." and and, i mean now my concern is that what Dion has done starting it at an hbcu and playing up to you know his ethnicity and his background to get people to join him there is probably going to hurt him in the long run because you know there are hey jackson state you know whatever what have you at least it's warm down there right like colorado and to their credit colorado gave the patriots nate solder right an amazing offensive lineman uh super bowl champion winning lineman uh you know there have been some fantastic players that have have come out of there daniel graham another great uh, new england patriots player um so you know i can't say that they wouldn't go out there and play but if we believe what chris is saying that he might go and have his eyes for a bigger job you don't take the big job early 
Like there's one no, thing international rules yeah, uh, like club football, you can't take the big job. Yeah. He doesn't want to fail early in his career. Right. He wants to work exactly. his way up. Okay, that, yeah, yeah, that and, makes sense. And yeah. if he can like use, well, listen, I don't know if the kids who are there with him now are going to get a chance to go be in that big job. But if he, three, four years down the line, when he goes to somewhere big, he might be able to pull the top recruit because like I have football connects. I can get you the NFL. I can bring some coaches down and put your name in their ear, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I think this was the perfect move. I think he did it. I actually, I I, I disagree with a lot of the haters. I actually think primetime did it. I think he did this exactly in a perfect way. Makes sense. Makes sense. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. It it, it allows him to build his status now that, you know, true D1, you know, power, power, power five level. And then yep. work his way up for a more prolific job, you know, like mm-hmm. like you said, a, probably a, maybe a Florida, a Texas. Oh, no, he went Florida State. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. modern, hey, you know? Right, right. There you go. But um, you, you mentioned about some other schools there, guys. You know, we were, I want to quickly talk about the games from last week. And obviously, a couple of the bigger ones were the uh, Pac-12 championship and the Big 12 championship. Um, Utah beating USC, K-State beating TCU. Now, TCU, they were the third-ranked school in the country. They still got into the college football playoff, but USC did not open the door for Ohio State to get in. Nick, your boy Nick Saban, Chris, was a little upset that Alabama didn't get in over TCU. Um, quickly, what's your thoughts on either of the games, Obed, before I go to Chris, um, and then uh, your take on the teams actually get, getting into the playoff? Yeah, so, you know, it was a photo finish, man. It was a photo finish. I actually really liked that TCU game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was – I I to the wire, you know, shout out to Kansas State. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a furious weekend. I mean, this is the kind of football you want to be watching in college at the end of the, at the, end of the season. Um, right. You know, and, again, what did we talk about going into this week, right? It was on TCU and USC to, do, to handle their business. Yeah, they yeah. didn't handle their business, and it mm-hmm. just seemed like – you know, <laughs> it was it was a, spl- a splash spot for both of them to just be able to close the door, and they just couldn't do it. So, yeah. you know, we we said that this was this was the uh, what is the term the that they used in that movie? Uh, we were in the in, in the end game now. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. like a Marvel universe. Um, and the and the thing is, TCU <laughs> all they had to do was kick the field goal, and then this would gonna this would have gone to a second overtime. But no, they decided to go on a fourth yeah. down, didn't get the yeah. score. Case they got the ball and they kicked the field goal and won. The this analytics were wrong. You know, this, this was kind of, this is kind of on them too, you know, Um, but on USC, yeah, you know, losing to Utah for the second time this year, obviously Utah Mm -hmm. had their number this season. Yeah, they did. You know, but I feel, I still can see like, this is a successful year one for Lincoln Riley, right, Obed? I would say a successful year one, but again, I'd hear his name coming up for some other open positions. Like, is he, is there going to be a year two for Lincoln Riley? I think he stays. I think he stays. Um, Chris, I guess, give me your thought on, I guess, TCU still remaining in uh, and Ohio State getting into the college football playoff. I mean, listen, we know, you know, as a, as a fellow Penn Stater, I hated to see Ohio State get in. But at the same time, I was kind of happy because that means there's a 50% chance that the eventual national champion we lost to. Because we lost to both of them. <laughs> we lost to both Ohio State and Michigan. <laughs> so, I mean, it, 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 it was right. I, I'm more disappointed in the USC uh, situation. Um, I actually think it was a highly, highly successful first year for Lincoln Riley. I mean, you look at USC, guys. Um, it, I, I, the USC I remember, gentlemen, was like the 05, you know, Reggie Bush, 
Matt Leinert, uh, Lendell White, mm-hmm. Ma- Mike Williams, the greatest Snoop Dogg game on the I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. They lost to uh, Texas in the national championship. Greatest game I've ever seen in my entire life. That's a USC I remember. And I remember the USC from the 90s, right? Um, but that hasn't been the USC of the last – 10 years almost 15 mm-hmm. i mean we're talking about a team that's like seven and five six and six barely gets a bowl game right and they have five star recruits out the wazoo so for lincoln riley to come over i get again transfer portal situation taking a lot of guys from from oklahoma including his you know <laughs> caleb williams right mm-hmm. um it, it, it's just an interesting situation but i think it was a highly successful year for them i just so wish usc wouldn't have just Papooed on that on that you know pack 10 is it now <laughs> 12 11 10 9 8 whatever yeah. it is still technically pack 12 but yeah. they don't even have pack 12 teams 12. yeah you know? yeah yeah um i just wish they wouldn't do that because i would have much rather have seen usc in the top four because i think it would have been much better for college football versus having ohio state back end their way into it you know i get it you know Ohio State stayed stayed idle, didn't play a game, and yet USC had to play an extra game. And just because they lost that extra game, they get knocked out. I get it. Now, of course, if they won, and this wouldn't this wouldn't have been an issue. They'd be in there right now, you yep. know. But I mean, but look at that. You can potentially have Michigan playing Ohio State in a national championship game. The ratings are going to mm. be through the friggin' roof. Right. And then Ohio, that's and then how that's the way they're playing it. And then Ohio State wins. This is my prediction if that happens. Ohio State wins. They're the national champion. They're not nearly as good as, in my opinion, Michigan, Georgia, or even USC. TCU, yes, I think they would handle them. But mm-hmm. outside of that, but I'm like, but that's just what happens. You know, this is what happens in playoffs. Like any other sport, guys. I mean, you know, it's not always the best team. It's just the best team at the right time, right? Um, so I don't like that Ohio State got to back end their way into it. I wish the committee would have kept USC in it. That's just my personal okay. opinion. So then let's look, let's look at the matchups quickly here before we get to our NFL discussion. Georgia, Ohio State. Who do you have, Chris? Oh, uh, gosh. That's a tough game. Uh, Georgia's more complete team. I put Georgia. Okay. Michigan, TCU. Who do you have there? Michigan. They're, they're the best team in, in – in, uh, yeah. Okay. So you have Georgia versus Michigan in the championship. Who's your winner? Michigan. Michigan wins it. Wow. Easily okay. because their offensive and defensive linemen um, lining up against Ohio State, the way they rush in that second half, the way they rush against Penn State in the second half, it is literally men amongst boys. That Michigan offensive line, uh, if they don't have two or three of those guys going the first round, I, I don't know what the scouts are doing. Oh, okay. Obed, um, give me your take on, the, on each game and who's your winner. Um, I have to go with Georgia. I mean, I understand the the uh, prevalence of Michigan and the way that they've been able to win games and dominate people. They could come in here and dominate Georgia, but I just have to have faith in uh, an SEC team that played an SEC schedule going against somebody from the Big Ten. Um, TCU is kind of kind of interesting to me that maybe they could give Ohio State a run for their money. Um, but man. You know, like I, I want to believe in CJ Stroud, but I just think that there's something that the team at TCU is doing that might, they might pull the upset. If they don't, that's fine. I still see it Georgia against whoever, and I have Georgia winning. 
Yeah, well, yeah. So Michigan's in TCU. So I mean, oh, so sorry, it's one. Yeah, it's four, it's, remember, yeah, oh, yeah, gotcha, yeah. Okay. Georgia versus um, Ohio State in the first one. So who do you got there? You got Georgia. Oh, Georgia, absolutely. Yeah, and then I'll you got Mich- Michigan and TCU. Who do you have? I'll take Michigan against TCU. And then Georgia. Georgia against Michigan. Yeah, Georgia Michigan. all the way. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I the fact that oh, it also hurts Ohio State. The fact that one of their top receivers, Jackson Smith and Jigba, declared for the uh, NFL draft, so he's not making. So he's not playing the game. That kind so, of changes. Yeah. I mean, I get. I more, hate that. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. I don't. These kids, like, hey, listen, he, what, he what's there to, get... to stay for? Do you want him to stay for the NIL money? Like, he what, what needs to go start his life. I mean, one, for, for you have ask Willis McGahee. Ask Willis McGahee, but I that know, was still a national championship so, game. So, for yeah. one person that, you know, you have an injury or something of that nature, one person of, we'll say, 100 guys that don't play at the last game. I'm like, come on. Like, it's just uh they don't owe you anything. They, they you wouldn't be there without the game. You wouldn't be there without them playing the year, right? They gave you an entire year. I am happy with that. Then end the season. End your year. And you're just like any other time in your life, high school, middle school, and your year. I that get year, it, Chris, that, but that I, I, I honestly I get both sides. I do get both sides. Forty million dollars, bro. Right. Because I'm gonna change the the timeline for my entire lineage. I don't need this game. Because that literally yeah. if you get hurt in that that's gonna waste the money anyways. So no, because like, remember, if you get hurt in that game, that you can cha- uh, hurt your chance of being a first round pick to a second or third round pick, and that, that money is hundred mm. percent different. It what is. was the uh, receiver that um, who, I think he's is it the Dolphins receiver? I forget who uh he was first round pick tore his ACL in the last game, not even the championship game, and he still went in the first round. I mean, Jameis St. Williams for the Detroit Lions. Thank you. Yep, that's it. No, that, that, was, that was a national championship game. That was a national championship game. You got hurt in. But I'm like, it's Alabama. all like. Yeah. So that makes sense. He played. I get he played and he got hurt. But if this is like not the national, this, you know what I mean? Like, I, it'd be a different story. If mm. this guy's ready to play and make money, I have no problem with that. But either way, I'm going to go. America. I'm so let me, quickly. I'm going to go Georgia over Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna go Michigan over TCU. I think we all agree there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Georgia over Michigan for the national championship. Um, they're back to back winners. What I mean, the they've got the they've got the experience. So Jim Harbaugh doesn't Stop, always shine in big time games. He has gotten better the last two years, but uh, I think there's another just kind of thing where Kirby Smart is gonna just out coach our, our Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh, and that's what it's gonna come down to. So yeah. I'm Jim, gonna Jim go Harbaugh wasn't. Jim, oh, sorry to cut you off. Jim no, Harbaugh no, no. wasn't really making moves like that until he got his kids around him, right? And I'll take Kirby with his kids, who he's one with, who's been in this game, who want to play hard as hell to go and party all night long mm-hmm. against what Michigan's finally got together. Like, if anything, I can't give Harbaugh credit. He has great talent finally, and this is what he looks like when he has good talent. Yeah. When the when the roster is sus, he's sus. So yeah, I disagree. Um, Stanford took a team from nothing to uh, basically a. A powerhouse. Uh, How many years? Football. How many no, years? I'm saying, I'm saying he did that in the with time his, he had with the kids. Then, he brought in right. You know, and then yes, he did actually. And then yes, the same no, thing. that's what I'm saying with his kids. Like I said that when he plays and, with his guys, he does well. When this when there's then, no talent, he's sus. Then he went to San Francisco. To turn him into a Super Bowl contender. That talent, that roster was littered with talent. You mean the Patrick uh, Willis, Patrick McGahee, that team? No. Um, so, and then he goes to Michigan and finally gets to build the team he wants. Again, listen, guys, I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm a Penn Stater. Die and die. I don't want to give Michigan their props. I, it actually hurts me to talk about this. <laughs> but, like, he is a good coach. He is the best coach in college football right now outside of Nick Saban, in my opinion. He is a way better coach than Kirby Smart. 
Uh, Kirby Smart has the benefit of being in the SEC, and he gets Alabama's leftovers at that point, which based are all on, five based on college players. resumes. Based on college resume, you could say Lane Kiffin is a better college coach than both those guys. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about right now, Brad. But like, no, no, this, no, like no. You, you're confirming for me that when you have your kids, you play a mm. schedule and you win. When you don't have talent, you don't do anything, which is a testament to coaching. Who's the coach that was out in Stanford wallowing away when he didn't have uh, Christian McCaffrey and uh, Alex Smith? Uh, excuse me. Um, Andrew Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck, right? I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, you know, he just he just uh, retired, I believe. Uh, uh, Brian Shaw, is it? I think uh, I think it was I think Brian or Luke Shaw, Brian Shaw, something uh, like that. Yeah. Something yeah, Shaw, something Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, look look at what happened when he doesn't have like, and he even had the they just gave him the free will to do whatever he needed to do to bring in kids, and he couldn't bring in talent. He couldn't bring. He got guys in the league, but he couldn't bring in talent. All right, Obed, I will make a gentleman's agreement to you right now. The Michigan's going to win the national championship. All right, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see. see we'll, see we'll, we'll, we'll see. we'll see who's right. <laughs> yep. Um, let's move on to the NFL. Do a quick week thirteen recap. A couple of games we wanted to talk about was first the San Francisco and the Miami Dolphin game. Um, obviously, bigger news about this game was Jimmy Garoppolo getting hurt for the 49ers. Um, first report was that he broke his foot. He was going to be out for the season. He needed to have surgery, but there's been a recent update saying that he won't need to have surgery. There could be a possibility that he comes back for the playoffs, but now recently um, coach Shanahan said that it's going to be a probably like slim, slim chance that he does come back. Um, Obed, you know, I, I got to, I, I don't know if the 49ers can survive without Jimmy G at, at, at the helm. Can they? Um, you know, they, they went and picked up uh, or they signed Josh Johnson off of a practice squad uh, and they've got Brock Purdy uh, big blank. Brock, as they call him in the locker room. Um, I, I, uh, man, I don't know. They have, they're just a talented team overall at the running back position, the wide receiver position. That defense is as good, if not better than, uh, you know, the team that went to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think that they are in trouble. You know, it's crazy how, where we are right now, where it's like, oh, you don't need Jimmy G anymore. We've got Trey Lance. Trey Lance goes down. Jimmy G is not going to be good. They start winning games. They're back in the hunt with mm -hmm. Jimmy G. They have a chance at looking at um, uh, competing for the crown in the NFC. And he goes down and now everybody's like, holy, holy crap. The guy we didn't think you needed now that he's injured, you guys are dead. Right. right so right. you can't have it both ways. Um, I think that they're a good yeah. team. I think that they can still be competitive, but I think it's going to be if they get Josh Johnson in there, because I don't think, I don't think the spotlight's big enough for Brock Purdy. To match it or i mean yeah i know i, I, I kind of agree with you a bit you know yeah is brock purdy the guy that's going to take them over the hump and kind of lead them into you know successful successful uh postseason i'm not sure chris um but even on the other side with miami um they look kind of, kind of flat in this game Tua kind of got exposed a little bit you know turning the ball over a couple of times here what's your take on the game and i'm wondering if the dolphins are really still to be feared because i mean they were looking like probably one of the better teams in the NFL, but they think two has just got exposed. But again, I think it's just the fact that the San Francisco and the 49ers have the best defense in football, right? I mean, yeah, that's a little question, sure. So yes, uh, the 49ers definitely have the best defense in football. They actually have the most complete team in football from lines, from, from position players, skill players, like, and just sticking on the 49ers for one half second, if Brock Purdy ends up taking them to say an NFC championship game or the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, that is the greatest story in, in football history. Out, that includes Tom Brady, you know, 
filling in his, his what second year and taking him to a Super Bowl win. That that would be phenomenal. Um, the Dolphins are interesting to me, Sherm. Um, they are they are a solid team. Um, but if you actually look at Tua and his numbers, um, I saw something today on ESPN. Actually, they, they you know Tua and Herbert came out the same year, right? Drafted uh, not too far apart. I forget their actual positions that they got drafted. Um, Herbert has a three to one touchdown ratio in his career. Tua has barely a two to one completion percentage. Tua is lower than Herbert. Um, overall, you know yards per game, all that is vastly lower. But isn't it interesting that just like a week ago, people were talking about Tua as MVP for the league just because of the, the you know, the position they were, you know, at this point in, in the season. I, I mean, uh, guys, I don't know. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, I'm very lost on Miami at this point because they don't have an identity outside of, you know, Tyreek Hill being the, you know, the greatest receiver probably since, you know, Calvin Johnson right now at this point. Um, where you can just take it over the top every single time, and he's half the size of Calvin Johnson. I mean, but what do we know about the Dolphins? Like, what are they? Can you guys help me, like, identify what is their identity? I don't know what they it's are. throwing the long ball. I mean, like you said, with Tyreek all day, every single day. Look at look at, look at at this game alone. I mean, Tyreek had nine receptions for 146 yards. The next player on the team, you know, only had three receptions, you know, and he didn't even have the second most yards. You know, one guy trying to Chan had one reception for 75 yard score. And it was even their second best player in Jalen Waddle only had one catch for nine yards. You know, it's just Tyreek Hill all day, every single day. That is their identity, you'll bet, right? I mean, their identity that- is winning games that probably they shouldn't have won. And then win. beast, yeah. beasting, beasting on games where they absolutely should have won. Because if you look at the games that they've won on their five game win streak before their loss to the Niners, the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, the Texans, those are all losers. Sorry. Um, you couldn't beat the Vikings. You couldn't beat the Jets have a good defense. You couldn't beat the Bengals. You didn't have Tua because he was injured, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But you probably shouldn't have beaten the Bills, right? And the Ravens had no defense to speak of in that game, which everybody then found out they had no corners because of injuries. So right. I get how you beat them, right? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's hard for me. It's a fugazi. Who it's, are they? It's, <laughs> it's a right. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. Yeah, yeah. That fairy dust. So it's um, a, it's an old kind of a facade, and we're just overhyping the Dolphins just because of their record. We're overhyping the plays. We're overhyping the points. We're overhyping. We're giving them credit where it's due because they're coming out here and they're putting on a showcase against teams. I don't see. I see two maybe three wins in their next five games right which would which is good you know i think that that's good even if they only won two of those games i could see them going to the chargers and you know giving it to that team they're still the chargers are still banged up in the wide receiver core but the defense is getting healthy um the bills i do not see them winning that game not in in buffalo uh in december um they could go run the packers easily the Packers are coming down to them the Packers are not going to be ready to play in the heat of South Florida uh yep and then I think they depending on how the Patriots look over the next couple games allowing Mac to throw maybe changing the plays up for him they could maybe pull a draw on that one but I think they could win that game if the Patriots come slacking and I don't have them beating the Jets I just think that defense is going to give them problems Mm -hmm. uh by this point, Garrett Wilson will like solidify himself as like a potential top 12 wide receiver in the league if he keeps making plays with Mike White over <laughs> Zach Wilson. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh I, I again I think they're Fugazi. I don't I don't know 
they're a Super Bowl contender, but it's going to look exciting when it's on the field. And if you're not ready to run a million miles an hour and keep up with the cheetah, uh, you're going to have problems when you play the Miami Dolphins. For sure. Um, moving on, the I want to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles game. They can really control that one over the Tennessee Titans, getting that victory 35 to 10. Um, Jalen Hurts looks looking like the perennial MVP right now, leading them to the an eleven and one record as of now. I'll bet. I mean, gotta say, are are they the are they the best team in the NFL? I know they have the best record, but not necessarily having the best record doesn't make you the best overall team. That could just be a convenience of scheduling, you right. know. So that's right. why that's why I asked the question and posed it as that. I'll bet. Are they? Do you think? But they are actually the best team in the NFL right now. Um, it's oh my gosh, it's. They can do it all. They can do it all. They can play defense. They can't really stop the run game, but they mm-hmm. found a way to fix that by spending a buttload of money and getting Jordan Davis back. So they patched the hole. They can do it all. Um, yeah. Do I think they're the best team? I don't think so. But when you can do it all, it's hard not to call you the best. Now, if they had a harder schedule, maybe we could say that definitively, right? Like Cincinnati upsetting Kansas City. You know, if you look at that as an upset, that's a statement that you you it are, is. It is. you know, three times in a row you've beaten Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I think that's a statement. This Philadelphia Eagles team is built to go the distance and I want to see how they manage it, you know. Um, but yeah, it's tough. I don't want to call them the best because I've seen other teams play in dogfights. I like teams that play through gritty wins. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia ha- doesn't hasn't had to do that, right? And does finesse usually beat grit? Not always. Yeah, I mean, out of their last five remaining games, I can see the Eagles going four and one, maybe. You know, right? right. Finish, finishing the year at fifteen and two, that's phenomenal. Even if even right. if they go fourteen and three, that's still an amazing amazing season. You know, absolutely. You know, um, just, I mean, it's right just now, been a pretty easy schedule. If Kansas City had beaten Cincinnati this past weekend, I would say Kansas City. That's who I, I was saying last week, right? I, right. I felt that yeah. Kansas City was the best team in the league. Yeah, I thought they were too. Um, but now, again, this is no slight to Cincinnati or anything because Cincinnati played a great, great football game, and Joel Burrow is you know kind of that dude. But uh, like I said, I I just think that right now. I, yeah, I mean Philadelphia's playing great, and you said about the can't stopping the run. They held Derrick Henry to only thirty yards on eleven carries. Right. You know, Ryan Tannehill had more yards rushing than Derrick Henry did. Right. <laughs> you they know? patched so, the hole. They patched the hole. Right. They yeah. The they, money. they spent the money. Yeah. In, they, yeah. Yep. They they picked up and Dominic and Sue. You know, the t- Linville Joseph. Yep. In uh, the middle, uh, we Jordan talked Davis about that. Came back from uh, injury. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, Chris, quickly before we move on, what's your take on the Eagles? I know you're there in Philadelphia. What are people saying about the Eagles right now and their chances kind of going all the way there? Because obviously with the best record, uh, that that says a lot. Well, people in Philadelphia are always cautiously pessimistic. (laughs) Uh, They always feel like just like, you know, we saw with the Phillies, right? You know, like, you know, tickle us under the the undercarriage and then just let us – you know, nothing happens after that. <laughs> um, you know, so so that's how people in Philadelphia. I'm not a Philadelphia fan, so I will say this, guys: they control the lines. Um, their lines, both offensive and defensively, are are, are stout. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that they can control the tempo of the game, get you know, like Jalen Hurts and you know the, the the his you know run option, read option stuff. You know, use his legs. He guys, we forget Jalen Hurts. Is uh, he actually went on the Olympic trials as a power lifter? This guy can squat, power lift, clean, very, very heavyweights, which is why he's such an effective runner. So that works well with their running game. So when you can control the run, 
You can control the lines. You can control the game. It doesn't matter how profiled your offense is, how many awesome receivers you have. At the end of the day, we always know when it comes to the playoffs, comes the Super Bowl, defense wins championships, lines wins championships. Philadelphia has those lines. Now it's all going to come down to health. So I would say Philadelphia is, in my opinion, the second best team right now, but they are one of the best teams. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. I mean, and let's talk about the other team we just kind of mentioned before Cincinnati and Kansas city. Yep. Um, yeah. Cincinnati played a hell of, heck of a game, you know, and Obed said before, this is what the third time in a row that they've beaten Kansas city, including the yep. playoffs. Um, Burrow has nine touchdowns this season in the fourth quarter alone, uh, which is the most, which is the most in the league. And then they've, Cincinnati has gone eight and two since starting the year. zero and two, which is incredible. Um, Chris, what's your take on Cincinnati? Do you think Cincinnati is truly the better team? I don't think they are the better team, but this reminds me a lot of, you know, bad. You probably like this too. Uh, this reminds me a lot of, you know, the Aaron Rodgers comment last year when he played the Browns, when he yelled in the screen uh, and into the stands, um, I bleeping own you. Right. The Bears, the Bears, when he's playing the Bears. The Bears, yeah. The Bears, yeah. It's a very honest statement. Joe Burrow owns the Kansas City Chiefs right now. That is literally – we are looking at the young version of an Aaron Rodgers situation with another team. Unless Patrick Mahomes wants to change that, (laughs) and he can. He's obviously the better quarterback. But um, I'm looking at the – like the Bengals just have the Chiefs numbers, guys. I I don't know what you want to say. I mean, the Chiefs are a better team, but Joe Burrow – he can just walk up into this Chiefs guy, the Chiefs fans, and just do the same thing. Aaron Rodgers do the discount double check, right here, right in the middle, you know, with the the you know the the belt, and say, yeah. "I own you." He does. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was a this was a great game. I gotta say, for just first and foremost, let's talk about the game itself, Obed. I mean, this is you know came down to the and once again, Cincinnati was just able to get it done. Um, what's your take? I mean, because like we just said it a couple minutes ago last week, we we're saying that Kansas City was the best team in the football, even with the with the two losses, you know, behind Philadelphia's only one loss. But uh, Cincinnati just kind of just showed up and showed out, right? Yeah, no, Cincinnati was uh, was Cincinnati was smart. Um, you know, they uh, they took advantage of the one thing that is you know, limited in football, and that is time, right? You play, and I will use, uh, Chris, you made a great example there, and I'm going to jump on that. Same player, different scenario, Aaron Rodgers and the Seattle Seahawks, the Legion of Boom. Every great quarterback goes through a scenario where they have to find a team that they cannot beat, okay? And that team will inevitably one day make them stronger, and when they finally get over that hump, they'll probably be able to say something to how they've become over overcome some of the inaccuracies or the things that are keeping them from being successful right now, Patrick Mahomes can't do a lot with a little bit of time because, you know, they only held the ball for less than 30 minutes of a 60 minute game, right? That, that, that difference of five, almost six minutes is the, the, the problem that he can't solve because that team he should be able to beat. His defense gave him his, the best he could to try to keep it tight for him. He only lost by three points, you know, but uh, at some point he's going to have to beat the Bengals to prove he can beat the Bengals. Uh, and so, and if these teams keep on this trajectory, it might be for the AFC title game. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to have to figure out because it's hard to beat a team twice in one year, you know? So if you do see them again, 
you, you got to be ready to strap up. You got to be able to play, uh, you know, kind of pedestrian numbers from him, 16 uh, for 223 and one touchdown, right, on 27 right. throws. Uh, and they rushed for 138 yards, I believe, on the ground. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you saw a very strong uh, performance by Isaiah Pacheco there uh, at 14 for 66 yards and a touchdown, uh, really taking over that position with Clyde Arizilier out. Uh, McKinnon uh, getting a, a name for himself in the passing game like, like he did last year. Um, yeah, no, I would say that uh, the I don't think that the Bengals are the better team, but knowing that you have these guys number into the postseason is a very powerful thing. For sure, for sure. Um, let's keep it going. Um, in kind of other news, I don't know if you guys saw this, Carolina waived Baker Mayfield and he was quickly claimed by the Los Angeles Rams who have really been struggling, of course, with their QB being, you know, Matthew Stafford being out for the year with concussions and things like that. Can what's the kind of long-term plan for for Baker and you know can he really truly be a true star because he's he may be a starter by default because LA their backups you know aren't really the guys right now they, they can they can lean on but can he truly be a starter Obed in the league once again no no <laughs> sure yeah, there you go <laughs> back cut and dry like Baker Midfield is trash he's probably one of the three worst wide uh, quarterbacks in the NFL right now the other one probably being John Wolford and now they both play for the same team at least Bryce Perkins wow. is a rookie like he has an excuse uh this is I mean there was an article that was that asked the question if Baker Mayfield was as bad a first round draft choice as Jamarcus Russell and I'm willing to say yes not even close I'm willing not to say yes close. wow yeah. at least at least Baker Mayfield not is marketable at least yeah. Baker Mayfield, yeah, marketable, yeah, man, Baker Mayfield, yeah, that's true, yeah. Listen, uh, you're you're talking about one of the worst, literally overall outside of uh, what was his name, Ryan Leaf or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ryan Leaf and Jermarcus Russell are basically like holding hands in the Hall of Fame of the worst of all time. No, they're not. <laughs> you cannot. Yeah, no, Baker Mayfield is not in that same scenario. He, he's he's probably the worst since. Right there. We're not going to, uh, as a guy taking number one overall. No, you know? I, I, I can make many arguments, you know, Vince Young. Um, I can make, I, I can make a well, lot of Vince arguments. Young wasn't taking, one overall. wasn't taking one overall. Yeah. No, he was taking two. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen, did. one or one or two. I mean, come on. It's the same tomato. He played, tomato in, he played in a bunch of, he played in a bunch of uh, postseason games. I'll give him that, but he's so, not elevating and elevating anyone's offense. He's, I'm agreeing with you. He, like no, he, they and, were ostracizing the wide receivers they had to fire the coach and get rid of baker after they were blaming the wide receivers for sucking in carolina i'm not I, i'm not disagreeing with you and sherm I'll, I'll i'll just step in here you know with with baker he's basically he's he's on the what i would like to call the marcus mariona uh mariona circuit and again a number two overall pick right um and you know he was the over uh mario was the number two overall pick what was it guys five years ago six years ago um, and he hasn't mouthed much of anything with his team at the Falcons now, which he got his redemption story. And now he just got benched again. So his career is basically over. So the point I'm trying to say is Baker is on that circuit. He's now, he's going to be on his what third team now in a year, right? Literally in the calendar year, third team. Um, he obviously is going to be the quarterback of the future for, for the Rams. I mean, that's, you know, that's Stafford. Please stop. Gets- Please stop. Stop that. No, I don't know where that belief is coming from. He's a backup quarterback. No, let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. So I'm saying he's he, he's on his third team in, th- in three in, in a year. So he's not going to be the starting quarterback for the Rams. He needs to ball out these last three, four, five games a year because Stafford's not coming back. He's on IR. He's done. Right. Um, he needs to do something, something that puts him on like 
uh, you know, a team that needs a, a quarterback. Everyone's sure. hurt on the Rams. The Cooper Cup is right. out. Allen Robinson is out. He I doesn't. Know. You know. Aaron Donald is out. I know. And yeah. I'm saying, and that's saying he's been so Baker put himself in a bad situation to begin with because he didn't play well with the Browns. I mean, he played fine, I guess, right? Then he goes, excuse me, to the Panthers, which aren't a good team. We, we've seen that. Like they had two first round picks, him and Darnold. And they all get benched for, what was it, a CFL quarterback. <laughs> I, I mean, like, so so now he's on another bad situation. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm just saying he's not been in a good situation. So he's at that point, though, that he needs to ball right now. Or, yes, to a bad to your point, could he go down as, like, one of the worst number one overall picks? Possibly. But you know what? At least he played for a few years, unlike a Jermarcus Russell, who played a total of what was, like, six games or something of that nature. It was awful. So <laughs> I'm not going to put him in that category of like just awful, horrific number one overall picks, but you're right, Obed. He, he could be like right behind them. He's like holding their hand, like walking through the line. <laughs> yeah, he's making sure they're getting to the end zone, right? Because he can't really do that for anybody else. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would say that uh, Darnold lost his job because he got injured. I think he hurt his ankle or his shoulder or something. He was out. So then they went to him. Um, yeah. And I think the the quarterback of the future for the Rams is Bryce Perkins, the rookie that they drafted this past year. So, you know, their offensive line is in disarray. Defense is going to need to be bolstered. And he's going to probably just allow him to run around and run a McVay Shanahan style offense. Yep. Yeah, very true. Um, let's get into our next segment, guys. We're going to get a, it's going to speed up here for lack of time here. Uh, let's talk about some you right, you mad topics here for each of us. Uh, Obed, um, I got to have one for you guys. And this was a, watching a game from last week where I thought this this person just played phenomenal. And that's and that's quarterback Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks. As, and then you guys mentioned that a little bit a little bit ago. He's been playing extremely, extremely well this year, just effective with the football and throwing accurate balls. Um, I say to you guys, you're right, you man, Seahawks Geno Smith can be a top tier QB in this league and lead a team to a title with just a little bit more help. Uh, Sherman, you, God, man, I don't know about a title. God, I'm going to say you're, you're, I want to say halfway. I think he could do <laughs> what kind of title could he be the Whoa, NFC West? Could he, could he be the NFC West champion? You know, could he win the division? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I um, mean, to an NFL championship, Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> Sherman, you mad, you mad. I gotta say, you mad because I think he could do better than what they're doing right now. I mean, they're great, second in the NFC West, seven and five record, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm not saying this year, obviously, I'm just saying in general, oh, you know, man. more help. This the thing is, I thought that they weren't going to have a chance with this record, but they've performed admirably. You can, you know, question some games, but the fact that they took both from the Cardinals, that's huge. Big game against the Buccaneers in Germany, right? Had to go out there and sling it around to beat, uh, excuse me, the Raiders take over after they had just lost Kenneth Walker in the game. You know, I, I, I think a game in the Raiders, they should have won. He, he's put on a really good show. I do think he needs help. And he needs more people, but a title. I don't know about that, man. You might be mad. <laughs> Chris, what is your thought? Am I right or am I crazy? Um, guys, uh, especially with bed in your area, do you remember a guy named Trent Dilfer, uh, 2000 Super Bowl champion? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, 
I would not put Trent Dilfer in the Hall of Fame or even close to by any respects. <laughs> um, so, so I guess the point I'm trying to make is, and just the same what we were just saying, like with the Baker Mayfield situation, like Geno Smith has taken the most out of his opportunity that he was given in this particular situation. Like Geno Smith was in the last leg of his like NFL career, right? I think we could all probably agree with that. Uh, Geno Smith was a former, I can't remember. I, I think he was a second round pick. But, I mean, he was a high-profile quarterback coming out of West Virginia. Um, he's made the most out of his opportunity. So he's not a scrub. He just wasn't always put in the best situations. So I would have to say, Sherm, you're right, man. I mean, he can be a top – if you want to talk – if you're wanting to say a top-tier quarterback in regards to someone that's going to win you a championship in the situation he is in, Sure, mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Geno Smith is a top 15, 20 quarterback, but that's all you need, really, at the end of the day to win a championship. I mean, I he mean, has just been performing so well this year. I mean, he he's having the great the best season of his career. Obviously, he only you know, had two years starting. Easily the best you know, season. You know what I mean? He he has you know he's got he's sixth in the league in it with over thirty one hundred yards. He's tied for fourth in touchdowns. He's he's a fifth ring quarterback as far as QBR is concerned. You know what I mean? He's already surpassed his year, uh, his best year as far as you know what I mean. Number of touchdowns and interceptions. Yep. I mean. But going against this Rams team, I get it. They're, they have a lot of injuries, but this I I watched a lot of a lot of this game, and he was just throwing the ball very very he well. He was right, and he just had it. You know, twenty eight of thirty nine, three sixty seven, and three scores, albeit with one pick. But still, he was effective with the football yeah. when he had it, and you know he didn't try to do too too much. Right, and that's you know I feel like he has. Great. Progressed so much in his career, he looks good because no one thought this was going to was going to be what it was with, with Gino, right. and he and I think he he can be a little bit better. He's got one of a top receiver in DK Metcalf. Kenneth Walker looks like he's coming along as a with the a defensive coach, by the way, gentlemen, with the defensive coach. Just saying, you know, defensive line coach. I, yep. I think it. I think it can happen one day. I think it I will, can happen. I will say. I will. I will admit that he throws the ball better than Trent Dilfer. Uh, I will say that we can't be excluding the 2000 Ravens, which is one of, if not the best defense of all time. Um, so let's, let's kind of, let's take a step back. I'm trying to crown Trent Dilfer. Dilfer, I don't need Dilfer dropping dimes. I don't know about, I don't know about being sufficient because there have been some great teams that had a sufficient quarterback that didn't get it done because sometimes you're going to need him to make plays. And Gino has been making plays versus Trent Dilfer who did not make plays. Trent Dilfer was in a Ferrari with like a learner's permit. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) But I have a question for the group. Uh, Gentlemen, you right, you mad. Rookies shouldn't be calling for the ball. George Pickens shouldn't be rocking the boat in Pittsburgh in his rookie season. Um, I'll defer to you, Chris, since you're the Steelers fan here, but I will obey. I will will say, I will say you right, but that's all I'm going to say. I want to go, I want to get Chris's, uh, point here since he's their resident Pittsburgh Steelers fan Mr. Pickens sir I have a problem with you right now <laughs> who do you think you are <laughs> I mean I mean literally outside of Tom Brady <laughs> this is the winningest franchise in football's history like who do you think you are do you Tell how you how feel son <laughs> do you really do you realize how quickly we go through star receivers like you may I say uh, Mike Wallace May I say an Antonio Brown? May I say a Juju Smith-Schuster? May I say, insert name here, sir. 
if you smell what the rock is cooking who are you sir stop talking <laughs> you're not on a good team right now this is the first time in the Steelers history by the way guys look at their record actually and, and who they actually beat last week they still might end 500 this year which would be a record continued record mike you know mike tomlin as a coach throughout his history as the pittsburgh Steelers coach of never being below 500 so they still might end at 500 and you have this rookie this rookie receiver who wants to come in and talk smack say oh i need this i need that who do you think you are you ain't randy moss son you ain't the next coming of jerry rice get off yourself like <laughs> we we cycle through receivers quicker than i recycle through my bottles of you know tequila like get off it get off yourself that's a lot of tequila Holly. <laughs> and I will just say they can't figure they can't finish at 500 since it's an odd number of games now, the 17 games instead of 16 games. But still, you're you're right. You're you're both right. Like who, who who is this guy? Like who like like we've literally walked off a of first round receivers and get another one. Like Antonio Brown, we forget that he was I think he was a fifth round draft pick, and he might go down as one of the top ten receivers of all time. Like, listen, man, you you guys are a dime a dozen. Get off yourself. You're not that great. Calm down. <laughs> just saying. Just, just saying. Mike Trout. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that's all. But you have, you have no really hard feelings about it, right, Chris? <laughs> no, not at all. Just don't be a diva. That's how we do in Pittsburgh. We're all about hard work, grind the stone. You know, like Heinz Ward, guys. Remember Heinz Ward? He would beat up people on the kickoff teams. Like he was a receiver plowing guys on kickoff returns yeah like, he plowed a bunch off. of dudes in his day i bet oh i'm sure he did hi oh come <laughs> on come on, on. the <laughs> great the no, great no. state of the great state of uh pennsylvania oh my keeping God. us happy oh uh, let's 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 move it along from there guys before we get into any trouble here um let's get into our week 14 picks quickly here um, decent week for Obed and I last week going 10 to four and one. The first matchup is tonight's matchup, Las Vegas at Los Angeles. Uh, I think we're both going to go Las Vegas, Obed, right? Yep. Chris, what do you got? Raiders or the Rams tonight? Um, I, well, because you know, who their quarterback Holy is going to be, I, I would have to take the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're, Obed got some breaking news there. I'm not sure, but, uh, so yeah. the game is going on, and I didn't even – I hadn't even thought about checking my lineups. I was like, oh, God, it's Thursday. I haven't even looked. Listen, your man is doing okay, but there are some stacks of uh, Las Vegas uh, Las Vegas opponents that your man's trying to win against. So <laughs> oh. thoughts and prayers out there. Put that positive playoff. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Get that fantasy football <laughs> team rocking, son. Woo! Um, New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. I think obvious one here. I'm going to go Buffalo, Chris, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Obed, who do you got, Jets or Bills? Uh, Sorry, my, my phone's cutting off, boys. Sorry. Let's go, Buffalo. Yep. Um, Cleveland at Cincinnati for the Battle of Ohio. Going to go with the Bengals, of course, Obed. Going with the Bengals from Ohio. Yep. Chris, who do you got? Browns or Bengals? I think I'm pretty sure he's going to go Bengals there. Oh, I think we might have lost Chris. We'll keep it We'll keep it going, though. Um, I'm going to say Houston at Dallas. This is going to be an easy one for the Cowboys. So, we're going to go Dallas all the way, Obed. Oh, yep. Going Dallas. Big D. Woo! Yeah. Uh, next up, Minnesota at Detroit. Obed, um, gonna go Minnesota here in this one. And it's funny because I believe Detroit is the favorite here. Detroit is the favorite because weird. Minnesota's secondary is just letting white quarterbacks do whatever they want. They're really attacking the perimeter on them. So look for a big game from DJ Shark. 
Um, but I am going to go with Minnesota in this one. Yep, Minnesota. And I think we lost Chris, ladies and gentlemen. He has some technical difficulties, so but no worries. Let's keep going. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Yep, going with the Titans. Um, I think it's kind of an easy one. Well, Jacksonville has been playing well. Trevor Lawrence has been having a decent year, I got to say. Yeah, I picked him in our in the matchup last week against Detroit, um, and he unfortunately got injured in the game, which I think affected his play for, for most of it. Uh, you know, uh, Travis Etienne was back, looked good. Um, I do think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially if they get another decent pick this year, uh, and maybe Trevor Lawrence starting to show that he can play this game, um, but I'm going Tennessee. Yep. Uh, Philadelphia at the New York football giants, um, Philly all the way going to go best school. They have the best record in the league. Yeah. You know, I mean, the only team that probably could slip them up are these guys. They play them twice, maybe get a chance to show them something they haven't had because David, Daniel Bellinger is back in the lineup. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Philadelphia on this one. I I don't think they're going to lose more than one more game the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore at Pittsburgh and AFC North matchup. Even without Lamar Jackson, I think the Ravens should be able to get it done. I agree. I think the defense is going to step up and uh, honestly, yes, they don't have a number one receiver, but they've had other number one receivers. They've had other receivers there who can step in. I think they're going to get some good minutes and, uh, and targets and shares out of, uh, Deshaun Jackson who signed recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but I, and I think that that would be enough to, to overcome this three. Kansas City at Denver. This is going to be an easy one for the Chiefs. Denver has no sort of offense. So, yeah, Kansas City all the way. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. You know, I want to go San Fran, but uh, I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. I like it. I like it, actually. I wanted to go Tampa Bay just thinking, like, I don't know what a rookie quarterback is going to look like against Todd Bowles, right? Like, that is uh, as a matchup that I don't particularly think uh he should have a good chance in we'll see how they scheme things up for him because obviously shanahan's willing to utilize all these great players to make things happen um so you know i i won't discredit that pick i kind of want to make it myself but i'm going to go with san francisco at home gotcha, if, there's gotcha. a, if there's a place that tom brady will get up to play it's where he comes from because he's from cali so he loves uh, to go there and ball. You're right i know yeah. but you know but brock purdy thing oh man yeah i'm gonna go he I'm got going. them purdy legs he got <laughs> them purdy plays <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go tampa bay um i think we got chris back um chris we're gonna talk we're talking now talking about tampa bay at san francisco um who, who do you who are you taking there bucks or niners well, just because they, you know, again, the quarterback situation, guys, it's going to be challenging for the 49ers. I mean, they're the more complete team. Buccaneers had a very emotional, like, comeback win the other night. Again, Tom Brady being Tom Brady, he'd never done that in his career, come back in a fourth quarter with that amount of a deficit. Oh, I'm going to have to take Tampa Bay, guys. All right. Carolina at Seattle. Seahawks just talked about Geno Smith playing so well. Carolina's just a mess. Oh, bad. 100% going with uh, Seattle in this one. Like you said, Gino's playing really well. You know, uh, I think he's got like 22 touchdowns and six interceptions. Yep, yes, sir. Right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris, Panthers or Seahawks, who do you got? Who is the Panthers quarterback? It's going to be Darnold. Right? Yeah, Sam Darnold, yeah. Yep. Gonna be, oh, oh, definitely Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Miami at Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday night. Uh, I think this is going to be a good one, but I don't. Is Mike Williams back? Obed? I don't believe he is. He's practicing in full so far. You know, got hurt in the game last. I think last week he got hurt mid game. Um, yeah. yeah, it's think... it's they're trying to get him, work him up. I don't know if he's going to play. 
I don't think it makes a difference if he does, though. Yeah, you're I right. Just, I, uh, yeah, there's going to be a boat race either way. Yeah, I'm going to go with my, go with the Dolphins. Um, right. Obed, right? Right. Uh, Chris, what do you got? Dolphins or Chargers? No. Um, again, I'll, I'll go back to what I was saying earlier, guys. Um, when you look at the stats of the quarterbacks, which is the most important position in football, um, <laughs> you know, Herbert is is statistically a way better quarterback, and actually he is a better quarterback than uh, Tua. Um, I've got I've got the Chargers here, boys. New England at Arizona on Monday night. Obed, your Patriots. Uh, I don't think they can get it done here. I think it's I think it's going to be the Cardinals at home, even though the Cardinals are underperforming so badly this year. It's crazy. Um, and he had so because they had such a good start last year, going what eight and no, I believe, you know, right to start the season, yeah, or, you know, um, you know, albeit this year, DeAndre Hopkins was out for the first six games of it, or so it was due to suspension. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to go with the, with the Cardinals. Sorry, Obed. Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I was going with the Cardinals too. Um, I think there's a chance for Mac to come out here and throw a bunch of balls in Arizona. Patriots have had a bunch of firework game in Arizona. There was a Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, go ahead touchdown throw to the pylon to Chris Hogan on Monday night football, the first game of the season uh, that basically put him on the map in Arizona. Um, you know, I have a feeling that they're going to allow them to make plays. I have a feeling that um, it's going to have some points scored in this game. If the Patriots offense gets its act together, the way that uh, Matty P has been, you know, coaching doo-doo out there or calling doo-doo out there. Um, but I see this as a game for Arizona coming off the bye. They'll finally have their guys healthy. I know that looks like uh, DeAndre Hopkins might be dealing with an illness. Looks like there's still a groin issue with Rondell. He hasn't practiced, you know, but I like the rookie tight end, Trey McBride. I like Greg Dorch. I like um, that they've got James Conner. They're playing huge, huge minutes and looking good. They have uh, Keontae Wagner, I think is I think the backup. Mm-hmm. um the rookie running back that they that they drafted so yeah i like arizona yeah i like arizona a lot gotcha and chris uh, you know, for the monday night matchup what do you got patriots or cardinals um i actually have a bet i'm i'm very sad that i'm actually the you know i'm 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 in, I'm in your corner of your team and you're just not with them but uh <laughs> no i i've got the pass man i i think mac jones was super pissed obviously we all saw that on you know espn and stuff oh yeah from last week um Dude, I'm just telling you, I just think, I just think, you know, the Pats have something to prove. Again, they're not like, they're not, a, you know, a playoff team or anything of that nature, but uh, Belichick, you know, Mac, I, I just think they have a chip on their shoulder right now after that last week. It reminded me of like old school 2003 for Tom Brady getting the faces, you know, of some of his linemen. You saw some of those things. Don't get me wrong. Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. <laughs> But oh, oh nobody's we, we know. I think we we're know. aware. Nobody, nobody's yeah. going to do that. But, but I'm just saying, it, it reminded me similar to that. And I'm like, you know, what? Pats are going to win this game. Interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. Listen, listen, if I'm wrong, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just think it's going to be. You right, a, you wrong. You right, you wrong. <laughs> if there's a team to come out of the bye week and lose to their opponent, uh, it's probably the Arizona Cardinals, right? If that's yeah. a Cliff Greensbury game any day of the week. <laughs> yep we'll see how uh, how it goes <laughs> yep uh well folks that is going to do it for us this week here on what's the word entertainment I'd like to thank our guest chris for joining in and once again albeit you know in and out there for a little bit but uh obed uh, chris any last words for the people before we roll out of here 
Um, no, I just appreciate you guys. You know, if we don't talk, have an amazing, amazing holiday, family and friends, enjoy it. Understand that these times are fleeting and, you know, enjoy the times you have with each other. You know, we all can disagree and agree on things, but at the end of the day, relationships are everything. Yes, sir. Well said. Well said, Chris. Old Ben. Guys, I just have to echo Chris's sentiments. And Chris, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you making the time, buddy. Uh, Sherman, always a pleasure getting the chance to come out here and wrap with you. I cherish these moments forever. Uh, yeah, this is a time to think about your, your, the people who are in your life that you care about, you know, whether you are in contact with them or you're not, get a chance to reach out to them, say hello, say what's up, catch up with them, find out how they're doing. Um, you know, enjoy this time. This is, this is a, people are going through hardships. If you can take a second to spare graciousness with your neighbor, with your friend, uh, with your stranger, you know, maybe you can see the world be a little more happier in the next few weeks. I, I gotta say, you guys are 100% correct here. I love it, uh, I love it here. Um, happy holidays to everyone. We will be back here next week, of course. Uh, but for our guest, Chris, for my co-host, Obed, I am sure, and don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. Uh, we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.